Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is November 30th, 2023, and you are with us on Business Time, presented by RL Technologies and Chef's Abacus. You can find us at www.rltechfl.com. You can also email us at info at rltechfl.com. And our Facebook page is at facebook.com forward slash rltechnologies180. Across from me is Mr. Lawrence. We have survived Turkey Day. We're moving into the month of December here shortly. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I didn't burn the house down when I cooked the turkey, <laughs> so that was, uh, was exciting. So how did that turn out? We have many people that are asking this question of us. Well, you know, the, the turkey. it turned out so well that now the torch has been passed to yours truly. <laughs> I now have to cook the turkey every year. The family turkey. The family turkey. Now, do you do the carving at the end as well? I did the carving. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to cook it and not let somebody <laughs> not else cut it. it. Absolutely not. That's right. Don't let anybody <laughs> test out how, how, how soft tender the bird is. Yeah, no, I, get, I get the first piece. Yeah, yeah, just look on it right there. Yeah. You know, the chef always gets to nibble. Right. No, uh, we call it a quality control. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we another thing that uh, we got going on is we have started our wraps. These are the wrapped uh, numbers that we get from Spotify, mm-hmm. who is our initial host. You can find this podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. So whatever your listening pleasure is there. And so we'll be uh, we'll be posting some images that they have generated for us with some really fantastic statistical points. Uh, thank you so much for all of our ardent listeners, our many followers in several different countries. Even. Yeah, I yeah, know. We're excited to be uh... To be shared and and be listened to all over the place. That's right, we're global. So, but uh, you know, as as we continue to effort this, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Email there's uh, there's always an email, also a poll uh, on the the Spotify uh, site when you log in to listen to the podcast. So please fill those out, register them with us. You know, like, share, download, uh, so that we can continue to bring this to you. All mm-hmm. of that is important to us. So today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, Aloha says Aloha. Ah. Interesting. So today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be a deep dive into a very specific point of sale system. And I want to I want to preface this by saying that we have had the opportunity to work with a great many POS systems. And we have spent time technologically with the system itself, you know, the hardware, the software, the technical support, the sales teams associated with those companies. So to say that this is coming out of either a right field or out of a position where we don't have an expert knowledge base would be a misnomer. That's mm-hmm. just not where we're coming from. But we have had a couple of incidents over the course of the last month and things that we are continuing to see industry-wide that we really feel that we need to bring your attention to. Yeah, we're not just talking to the uh, to the business owners out there. We're talking to the ISOs. Uh, anyone that may be thinking about Aloha or that's uh, currently dealing with what we're going to be talking about here uh, in just a few minutes. Um, Aloha says Aloha to its resellers. 
So uh, folks here at Business Time and RL Tech, we, we build our content for these shows based on every day and every week interactions within the industry. Uh, in my 20 plus years of working in the restaurant industry and Mr. Fisher's decade plus of regulatory IT work in the medical field, uh, dealing with the everyday woes right alongside our merchants, we listen to their complaints, concerns, and their fears. Uh, we're in the trenches with them, boots on the ground, as we like to say around here. Uh, we are the medic in the field, taking and suppressing gunfire while trying to perform surgery on a downed soldier in the middle of the battlefield, usually at 12 a.m. on a Friday night at their busiest time of the year. Uh, after meeting with a restaurant group here in Pensacola, Florida, one of the largest in the southeast, uh, that does over $150 million in credit card processing volume per year, uh, and realizing after meeting the individual in charge of making such decisions for a company this large, that even the nation's largest restaurant groups are in way over their heads when it comes to choosing the right point of sale systems. This episode was built for any ISO or any merchant who has or is thinking about NCR's Aloha or really any of NCR's products. Um, heed this warning. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Much of what we reference in this episode, folks, comes from an article or a multitude of articles and from a website called reformingretail.com. Uh, please check out their website for some very good industry news and information on all things restaurant and retail related. A lot of good information. There. Very good. So here we go. We're going to jump right in. Uh, NCR resellers need to be exclusive to NCR, uh, exclusive to NCR software, hardware, and now payments processing. In doing so, NCR resellers have the potential to earn more money than they do today, at least with respect to selling Aloha. That is directly from an article in reformingretail.com. Uh, NCR sought to assuage some of these concerns by promising revenue for the life of a customer built only if the dealer is in good standing. What does good standing denote? What does good standing even mean? Uh, you know, how, how will that be defined? Uh, there are lots of different uh, pieces of the contract that, uh, you know, kind of fall under a code of conduct. Okay. And in that code of conduct, they can kind of do whatever they want. Um, you know, they can say you violated that in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, do, they do have to be able to prove that, but it's a pretty broad brushstroke of, uh, of definition there. Um, and uh, can can those goalposts be moved when it's convenient to NCR? Right. That's basically what we're saying here. Um, so there are currently 15 versions of Aloha. 15. 15. Nice. So it's not that simple because there are multiple versions of each version. Which we've seen. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. It's like, so which version is this? So we're like, oh, it's the, the version of the version right. of the right. version. Exactly. And it gets even more complicated from there. Um, if NCR can get merchants to a common version, then support cost, in theory, decreased dramatically. So, you know, if they if they moved everybody to the same version, uh, like if they were, you know, uh, like Toast or Order Counter or a company like that, then they would kind of save themselves some money. Right. So. Which is not what we see. Right. Right. So uh, NCR still doesn't have a production ready cloud POS, despite the shift happening a literal decade ago. Yeah. Um, you know they they're not they're not even talking about having any sort of uh, you know uh, blanket cloud version for them to push bug fixes and things like that, which is why you would like to go with a cloud-based system. Right. Um, you know, unfortunately for NCR, the uptake on new versions of Aloha is low. Why? Bad engineering. When NCR bought Radiant, they acquired a company that merged many disparate uh, solutions together. This makes 
backend spaghetti code for all intent purposes. So when you upgrade an Aloha site, all sorts of stuff breaks. And because each merchant has different NCR add-ons, and each of those add-ons interacts differently with each version of Aloha, it's a very sloppy mess. So here's a picture uh, that I've just uh, handed to Mr. Fisher. Uh, it's actually directly off of Aloha's website. Right. And so imagine, if you will, you've got a you know a black rectangle with a multitude of circular pictures, and all of this is supposed to denote their base platform and all of the integrated aspects of their platform. Right. So now, would you read a few of those that are <laughs> on there for me? We've never worked together before, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I don't know the man across from me. This is completely impromptu. So, all right. Um, number, uh, we'll take the, we'll take the first bubble over here to the right. So we've got POS hardware and software mm -hmm. there, Mr. Lawrence, which is basically what every, but he has. Right. Right. Uh, then we have ordering kiosks. Mm -hmm. uh, On-premise on ordering kiosks is what they're like defined as. Right. Uh, so have you, uh, how many variants of ordering kiosks have we actually witnessed from NCR? None. Yeah. Interesting. Right. I, I thought about that right off the yeah. bat. So um, off-premise ordering is another one that we have here. Right. That would be like your mobile ordering or a third-party app. Ah, like yes, right. yes. Oh, wait a minute. Don't you need cloud-based services to help facilitate you that? You need a lot of things. How about that? <laughs> Interesting. Um, so we have, <laughs> here's a good one, ladies and gentlemen, secure integrated payments. Mm. Okay, so we're talking about secure portals. We're mm. talking about PCI DSS regs. We're right. talking about secure hardware. And that's, that's number four on the list. So please keep that one. One, secure yeah. integrated payments in the back of your head because we're gonna we're gonna touch on that one quite a few times here. Yes, very much so. Uh, we okay. So uh, we'll list number five here as uh, consumer marketing, mm -hmm. which you need AI analytics for and cloud-based targeting for. Right. Aha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so let's we'll do the one here on the left as number six: mobile alerts and reporting. Yes, which so we... <laughs> has become become more and more important to to owners these days. That's right. They all want to be aware of everything all the time. Right. 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 Which which is a good position to be working from. However, again, your cloud-based mechanics software mm -hmm. alert system all based on right. that. So, and then oh, here's one we know is important: uh, back office reporting and labor management. So, if we were dealing with uh, like order counter mm -hmm. hypothetically we would be dealing with schedule gopher right and then we would be dealing with their reporting system out of their back office which is one of our favorites to utilize right but everyone has a, a specific back office uh, built in their head right what, what they want to see how they want it to look how you know pretty graphs here and there um it's usually not until way after the fact when they're actually seeing it in, in operation for the first time and that's when they go oh shoot yeah, this, is, this doesn't look this anything like I want, right. and I can't customize it. It's a complaint that we hear, oh, actually, yeah. with every POS system that we work with. Mm -hmm. And what people don't understand is that based on the, the, the form coding, once you set that back office in stone, which is what you have to do to generate the fields and the reporting fields and all of the, all of the hooks that are capturing the data, you can't customize that page again. You're done. Mm -hmm. You know, so basically it's a good point you and I've made to people say, look, let's not just look at the POS system. We have to look at the back office. Right. Yeah. We need to figure out what kind of business you're, or you want to do, you know, where you want to, to focus, you know, your highlights on, because uh, that could... That, that could affect the way that 
you know the system operates yeah in terms in terms of like you know like with your your accounting software and things like that right it can make your life really difficult these exactly. are not these are not all cookie cutter and actually they're all exactly opposite from each other from what we've seen so it, there are a few other bubbles here ladies and gentlemen but long and the short of this is that this is what ncr says is the breadth love that word, mm -hmm. of solutions uh, that are associated with their quote-unquote hospitality portfolio. Right. You know what I see here is I see a lot of indexing. Mm -hmm. This is associated with this, and this is associated with this, but this is actually allocated to that. Mm -hmm. It's word salad, yep. you know, and anytime you start to deal with that, and you get out of the keep it simple, stupid, somebody's trying to sell you something. Yes. You know, and, and obviously they are, but you know, this is, you know, this is the Louisiana purchase. Mm -hmm. You know, this is your bridge, your veritable swamp. And there's, they would like to state that all of these systems are operating and functional. What's funny is about right off the bat, 75% of the bubbles that we just read to you, mm -hmm. they can't complete. Right. So, Okay, so you know, let's take it from a bullet point, yeah, you know, yeah, standpoint. Let's, so. let's start with that first one there. Uh, POS hardware and software. Uh, I hate to say it, but Aloha isn't even cloud. That's right. Oh, and your hardware is still expensive uh, relative to non-proprietary Android devices. Hardware margins were very 1990s. Um, that's uh, they 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 were a hardware company. For a long time, no, they it, still are. Yeah, no. They, my first laptop was an NCR laptop, and they ruled right. that 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 specific niche of they, the market for a very long time. And they still provide and produce some of the best uh, banking ATM systems out there. You know, but it's it's interesting. You know, much like people will say that when things start to go wrong for any individual or any individual in any profession, you will immediately run back to what you know, because that's your safe zone. You're inside of your wheelhouse. It's, you know, you can control the dynamic from that position. If all else goes wrong, that's what you can do. Mm -hmm. They're a hardware company. They're not a software company. It's not a POS company. It's not a merchant services company. This is a company that oh, produced no, no, laptops. No, no, they're, 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 they're all of those yeah. things. <laughs> all of those things <laughs> and everything that that we, we have. They have imagination, for, so we'll give them. Imagination. And it, it doesn't, you know, it, it is just that. It's imagination. It's not fact. It's not a factoid. It's not based in any relevant information that they even supply here to us. No, they woke up and they said, okay, this is our new business model. We're going to go ahead and push this. Right. And, you know, like I said, they still have 15 versions of Aloha out there. Right. How could you possibly decide that this is your new model when you haven't condensed your versions? Right. Well, and you've got, you know, version 77.707. 14 million and <laughs> right. it, it won't uh, allow for the uh, the scheduling to, to integrate and they use an older scheduling uh, platform for that right so if you want to move that to the to the newest version of Aloha it won't let you and now you have to actually purchase that extra add-on through Aloha they're taking a book right out of toasts or a page right out of toasts book Right. Um, you know, Toast, they want to sell you the hardware. They want to sell you the subscription. It's just a baseline subscription. And you get to, you know, have a menu and take payments. But if you want to do anything else, 
you have to buy it from add them. on. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to take third party ordering, if you want any sort of, uh, uh, you know, like AI helping you with your advertising or, uh, you know, inside of your system, uh, you know, all of your your scheduling, um, all of that is extra. And it's usually, it, it's usually right. like an extra ninety to to two hundred dollars per per add on. So let's talk about that for a second, because one of the things that I think a lot of business owners that we talk to miss coming right out of the gate, and ISOs that we've dealt with counter to ourselves, mm-hmm. is the idea that from a monetary standpoint, these are small increments. They're not. No, no, no they add up very quickly. Right. Um, you know, you if you've got four systems. Um, it shouldn't cost you more than a couple hundred dollars a month uh, to, to operate those SaaS fees. Right. Uh, if you have four systems, which you're using a company like Toast, um, and you have your scheduling, you have your third-party online ordering app, and then uh, you know the slew of other things like the your KDS screens. If you want to, if you want to use kitchen display right. screens, it's actually like an extra twenty-five or fifty bucks per screen per month. Right, or if you want to use customer front-facing screens exactly. for tipping oh, yeah. platforms and everything else. Right. Yeah, so they may sell you this at like 99 bucks per month per terminal, but guess what? If you, you know, You're going to have an extra five to $600 a month in fees just to have everything work the way that it should. You know, I've gone to places before and, you know, we talk about order counter and how, how great schedule gopher is. And because it's, it's basically, it's integrated, it's, it's integrated. Right. It works very well. There, there is a, a slight, you know, fee for it. It's like an extra 60 bucks a month. But the, the program itself is so good that like places like Epcot actually use schedule gopher without using the POS. Exactly. No, no, it's a lovely program. Um, you know, but, uh, it, it, these customers that we go see, they're like, oh no, 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 I'm using, I'm using schedule fly. And it's fine. I'll just use that. And it's like, no, you know, you really need to use something that's integrated or you need to have a company that's going to have something offered to you that's not an extra $200 a month. Uh, because if you want to do anything with like labor control or or actually being able to check your label labor versus your sales per hour and all of that, uh, you have to have an integrated piece of software. For right. Um, you know, it's it, it will give your 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 managers an absolute aneurysm to have to to use four different platforms to try to run one business. Right. I've, and, I've done that. I've, and and I've you're done working it with through Toast. apps and you're working through different segments and it just doesn't work. But and you have you know, you and you and I have sat down and we've looked at different different companies and the way that they work. You need those alerts. You need the availability for your employees to go in and make adjustments or, you know, say, hey, I can work this or I can't work this. I had a car salesman who actually uh, bought a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, wanted okay. to get out of the car sales. Um, he uh, very This guy was a numbers guy. And he uh, he had he had been in the business for about a year after I met him. Okay. And uh, he actually, he broke down the numbers of having employees, one employee clock in 15 minutes early, four days a week for an entire year, it cost his company like an extra twelve to $14,000. And this is 15 minutes early. 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's, it's not like they were clocking in an hour. 15 minutes every day can cost you so much of your profit. And if you know, and it's not something you think about, you know, you're like, oh, what's 15 minutes? I, it, nothing gets done in those first 15 minutes. No, you know, it, it they you should show up, sit there for fifteen minutes, and then clock in right at your time, right. and then work until you're told you know it's time to go home. 
you know, or until until the end of your shift. Yeah, and just making the assumption that everyone's going to do that, you're going to get caught. If you've ever, <laughs> you ever stood in a restaurant, and whenever people like the the employees start to get there, uh, you know, around you know 10 a.m. Or, or 2 p.m. depending on what time you open, it's always oh, okay. I'm going to clock in, and then I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. Let, let, let me get a cup of coffee. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So you're basically paying them to to get ready for their shit, which is what what's required of them before they clock in. Right. And uh, like that. And this is a way to, to this is a way to manage that. Right. Oh, yeah. So you're managing the cost and you're also making, uh, you know, in ultimately you're making a, a more professional cadre of employees. <laughs> They're going to be attacking their job differently every day. It helps to facilitate, you know, those strictures, those boundaries and also tells them, look, you're here to work. Yes, it can be a great, fun environment. We know each other. We laugh, we cry, whatever. But once you set foot on the premise, you clock in like with scheduled gopher they can set it up so that you can't clock in early yeah no then they call it the, the labor control right um but they you're you're not dealing with a company that's just got like an internal one individual building a, a schedule app and like maintaining it as a you know like an internal part of the company schedule gopher for order counter is a completely separate company Right, and they operate with just Schedule Gopher by itself. This is a really, really great software. It's good enough to where over six hundred employees use it from or in Epcot. Right, you know, in in Orlando, Florida. And what's interesting about that is that they were building it internally mm-hmm. at Order Counter, and are like, whoa, 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 this is so big, right? And we need to dedicate our time mm-hmm. to this from a tech standpoint, which we'll get to mm-hmm. here in a few minutes. That they were like, all right, we need to isolate this component, and we need to attack it from its own coding side, right? And devote a real time to it, and I—that was a brilliant idea by Thomas and Scott. And that brilliant. is that is the only piece of added, added, you know, integration that they charge for. And I think it's like sixty or seventy bucks a month. And which... that's pretty much to maintain and facilitate technical right. support and everything mm-hmm. else, you know, mm-hmm. it, which is needed. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So okay, so let's continue on here with our nifty little bullet ah, okay. Points. So your next bullet point was. Remind me again. Uh, it was your ordering kiosks. Ah, the on-premise ordering kiosks. Yeah. All right. So your on-premise ordering kiosks don't work as designed. We uh, we've never seen them. I uh, I'm actually I'm going off of a, an article that I read about these. Uh, Mike and I have never actually touched or seen an an on-premise ordering. All kiosk. the trade shows, all the businesses that we've gone to, we've all the different types them. of retailers. I n- right. yeah, never seen. So this piece right here, <laughs> this is this is from an article from. The, the, the website we were talking about earlier. Uh, but no doubt this stems from the cobbled architecture and Aloha, which, uh, you know, we, we know because of the, the spaghetti code that's been used through, you know, all 15 different versions of the software. And I can't imagine what their IT department like internally looks like. Knowing that from, from probably, that standpoint, it's a nightmare. The, the, the copy room is probably on fire. You I know, mean, it, it was funny. Tech support like that, if you ever dealt with, uh, everybody knows what a Lenovo ThinkPad is. Right. Okay. At one point in time, before they, they got their collective ducks in a row, um, Lenovo bought used computers. And I know this because I know several of their tier one mm-hmm. uh, troubleshooting uh, tech support 
engineers and they were like, yeah, everything here is used. So when you get your laptop and we turn it on, all of these little pop-up windows that used to be the trademark, the nightmare of dealing with Lenovo, it's all predicated on all of the different systems that we're having to integrate and it was right. a nightmare. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that little box keeps popping up, keeps yeah. getting bigger and bigger in the and corner. It's from a different, you know, <laughs> this is from this one and this is what, wait a minute, this is your processor. This is your RAM. Right. This is your motherboard. What going on here and it turns out that it was all clutch mm -hmm. used clutch right you know so uh you know definitely in this instance when you're talking about that type of situation you can't just keep building it like that yeah yeah so we will keep an eye at our, our eyes out for uh for those you know on-premise ordering kiosks if and you see one and know where it is, please enlighten us, folks. We'd be happy please. to take a look at it. Because everything we're reading about them is just not good so far. Um, so, But that brings us to our next point. Which is going to be the secure, integrated, or, or the off-premises ordering. Yes. So, now, now, folks, off-premise ordering, when we say that, uh, we mean like the mobile app or a third-party company like uh, Uber Eats or, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Chowley, uh, there's Grubhub, Postmates. Yeah, DoorDash. Right. Right. Um, so uh, did you know that if you make a change to your order, uh, ordering menu in Aloha, it takes one to two days to propagate the changes to your Aloha online ordering system? You and I have internal. made changes to online ordering systems with several other different companies. I've done it as a manager, like where you're yeah. sitting there with a tablet in front of you and, oh, you're out of this, you're, this item or you want to change this You can't price. sell it anymore, right? Yeah, you know, you, you know you're, you're getting people that are ordering that and then you're having to call them back and saying, oh, yeah, hey, uh, we're actually out of that item, but our system won't update. Right. Can we get you something else? Because chances are the, the system let them pay for it. So now you're having to call them back, which is a pretty common, common thing because you run out of things and you don't upstate, right. you know, again, you, you run into this kind of issue where uh, the software you're using is, you know, is. is but the second that's detected, good. there are those platforms that you can make the correction, you can upload it and it starts to filter mm -hmm. down. Might take, might take a half an hour to an hour, but it doesn't take days to propagate. Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, there's another uh, company like Olo. Olo's not a third-party, you know, online ordering app, um, and uh, you know they don't have that kind of issue. You know, when you make an update right then, it's in real time; it's updated. Um, but if you're using something like that, and you and uh, Aloha does allow you to integrate it, NCR will still have you uh, pay for the quote-unquote value that they bring to the integration. Right. So this is part of of prospective intellectual properties and how they are utilized in this contractual balance. If you are the base platform, any add-on, mm -hmm. you're going to get paid for. Sounds fair, right? Yeah, to an extent. Right. But if it's through your own neglect. Exactly. Right. So exactly. it's, and this is just, this is like it's almost like political spin. It's like, okay, well, we, we didn't do this. We screwed up when we didn't do this. But now we're going to make more money right. by fixing it. Yeah. We're going to, if you're going to use, you can use any third party app you want, but you're going to pay us along right. with that third party app. Yeah. Should we have integrated it? Sure. Right. Are we going to do it? No. no. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to number four. Uh, this <laughs> and, is a fun one. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to take a stab back at this one a couple of times. Secure integrated payments. 
Well, you might as well call this category Bigfoot, Chupacabra, or or the Holy Grail. The Loch Ness. (laughs) So connected payments. Um, And I say connected payments, uh, that's actually the internal payment processing group for NCR. Right. Uh, Doesn't work well enough for anyone to trust it. We'll, We'll touch on that in just a second. Uh, several of NCR's own Aloha customer advisory board members told us as much, which is really damning. Uh, in total, across the board, NCR does over 485 million transactions per day, which actually kind of surprised me. Yeah, it surprised me as well. That's a huge number. That's a very large But this isn't just re- a restaurant. We're talking retail, uh, banking, I, everything. I think most of that number also comes from the fact that NCR is heavily integrated with the grocery store industry. Exactly. Now, they do have some great uh, grocery store technology, which is where I feel like they probably put a lot of their development and, over and, the years. Oh, oh goodness. It works right. most of the time. Right. But even then, we have someone that we know now, Cam's, that works in the, the the grocery store industry. She's talking about the fact that these systems are constantly losing connection. They're constantly right. off the net. They're constantly not communicating with, with their data sets. Right. And, and to, to install something in a company like uh, Publix that, that large, you're talking tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of oh, dollars. Yeah. To, to facilitate that trans you know that that changeover which I actually I'm I'm almost positive they're they're in the process of doing because last time I was at Publix um, the uh, the cashier was complaining because he actually still has to do some of the the figuring for the end of the shift by hand are you ready for this they just got uh two months ago the integrated scanner guns oh wow two two months ago. <laughs> But I mean, with a company that large, you (laughs) know, like they do move slower, but, uh, you know, that's that's so much money. They had, they, Walmart had integrated scanners at the self checkout stands five years ago. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) it's, it's not just backwards. It's, it's almost like they're in reverse sometimes. It really is sunny. So, okay. So we got our secured integrated payments. Right. right? So, and let's touch on this for a second. We're going to go back to the company that we, we mentioned first. We'll keep their name out of it just for respect. Um, we know for a fact that, uh, this company went with Aloha. Because they were with Pinnacle before, and right. they, they they went through a major data breach, cost them lots and lots of money and fines, uh, and this is back when all of your data was being stored on location. Right. So if you got local. in with a bad actor, or if you even had someone on the inside. Um, you know, I could go back and I could pull credit card information from six or seven years ago. And this is capture information that was not only supposed to be protected by PCI right. DSS, but also like here in the state of Florida and every state in the union, mm-hmm. there is a privacy law on the books. For here right. at that time, it was the Florida Privacy Act of 2014. In 2018, this company moved from Pinnacle to Aloha. Right. And not even six months after making the change... They went. They underwent the exact same data breach. They sustained breach, yes. and there's a reason for that. We'll get into it here in a few minutes. We're gonna we're gonna take a tech break, ladies and gentlemen. Where where I'm gonna jump in, but continue, dear sir. Ah, so the uh, the next one we're gonna talk about, which uh, number five here was consumer marketing. 
Oh, in all of its glory. Mm, yes. <laughs> because NCR is better, th- at better than loyalty providers over at Punch. And that's with two H's, um, which is actually a really, really good loyalty, third-party loyalty provider. Right. Um, Aloha loyalty doesn't even work on Aloha version 15 or newer. Whoops. How about that? <laughs> and the reason being is they have an integrated cloud mm-hmm. or AI. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how they're performing those tasks. Is this just like an eeny, meeny, miny, mo process? Or? It's, they've got their hand over their eyes. And they're, they're <laughs> it's a dartboard? Just, yeah, just, just throwing darts. <laughs> awesome. Hitting the guy in the head, you know? Um, so the next one we're going to talk about is the, the mobile alerts and reporting. Surely these are the same free analytics given with any cloud point-of-sale system, right? Everybody's in the cloud. No, they're not. Oh, wait. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. We keep saying that. I, I imagine clouds. I was thinking clouds. And but cloud, I, I love the like the term. You know, it's just fluffy, like beautiful thing that's just like up there floating around and, you know, but it's empty. Yeah. And there is nothing. In, I mean, there are so, there are, you know, and it's sad because there are companies that actually integrate in the cloud and it takes a lot of infrastructure and mm-hmm. a lot of work and the security around it it has to be paramount but it is a term that is often thrown around today that doesn't they it's it's almost like nomenclature spin they're like we're going to throw the word cloud out there mm-hmm. and because the average individual doesn't really know what cloud is eh, well, they, they won't figure it out. We right. can utilize it, and therefore it looks good. We'll put a little cloud on our website. Ooh. You know, wouldn't that look nice? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so they have this right here, the mobile alerts and reporting, and we know because so many people want that more and more, right? Well, see, here's the thing, though. Like, they, they have them. They're not that great, and they're not free. Exactly. That's another add-on. App. Another, <laughs> add-on. Another 20, you know, and it might be 25 bucks a month, but hey, you know, that wasn't what it was originally sold to you as, I'm sure. And I'll guarantee you that it's not it's not 25 bucks a month per location. Right. Or, or yeah. it, it isn't, you know, if you have 20 locations, it's not just for all of them. No, 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 no. They, they, they consider, you know, each location yeah. its own business. Exactly. Um, and that's how they, the payment processing industry works, but um, it's, yeah. That's going to be, but again, if you want it, it's going to cost and it doesn't even work. And then that's, that takes us to our our next little bullet point here, which is uh, probably one of the most serious alongside the, uh, the connected payments um, is the back office inventory and labor management. Right. You know, we've already talked about this a little bit, uh, but these solutions look the same as the day they were acquired by Radiant. So they've put zero, uh, zero, zero work, zero production into this company. Uh, you know, we we actually had heard back in 2018 that they were sold. Yeah, we, that's what our estimation and, was. You know, apparently, no, they were shelved. Is what it was. Well, yeah. Um, and uh, because we we actually, whenever I first got into the business, you know, uh, working with Aloha as much as I did. Uh, you know, I, I reached out to their company, say, hey, you know, I'm interested in a partnership. And it was, it took me four years to figure out that, that this was the direction they were going in. So I'm really glad that, you know, they, they kind of, you know, brushed me off. Um, but I, I, but the other thing that we, that they weren't making overly public was that they had actually been sold. No. Yeah, absolutely. So, and like, and, and, and they <coughs> hadn't. So, because they're, they're still owned by Aloha. Now what Aloha did was they went out and they bought, uh, a radiant radiant right? right and that's when you know i guess they did decide that they were going to try to you know to to bring the company back and and continue to put it you know or put it back into development um 
But anyway, we know from experience that we're talking to so many merchants over the years, the back office reporting functions are too are are too often overlooked when initially sourcing new point of sale systems. And they really are different from each other on how they how and even where they can can and can't function. And when when I say that, I mean, you know, do you want to have the ability to bounce into your systems reporting and change prices from your home office from from, you know, uh, your your first class seat on an airline, you know, the 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 back of the bus, you know, like where like wherever, uh, or even on a beach. Uh, that is not the case with most systems. A lot of the time you have to be on premise. This is one of those. They're not quote unquote cloud based. So how do you get your reporting? You gotta go. Even though they say they're cloud based. Right. right. <clears throat> We're cloud based, but you can't do this through the cloud. Right. Yeah. You know. What does that mean? Oh. It's not, it's not <laughs> We're not cloud-based, cloud yeah. you know, which it'd be an excellent time now to take a look at it's some of the elements just from a technological standpoint that we're actually looking at. So we've been hinting at it, you know, we've been we, we've been talking on it, around it. Cloud is not always cloud. There are a multitude of things within the confines of the tech field that sound like a really great idea. And they are constantly lauded as improvements. Cloud is definitely one of those pieces of nomenclature. It is not unlike 5G. Everybody in the world will tell you, oh, and we're all 5G, Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, or, you know, AT&T, we're 5G. Number one, half the node systems in this country aren't even established for 5G. The only country in the world that is completely set for 5G right now is South Korea. <laughs> They're... Plans or data plans are more expensive than anything else that you will spend money on in that country. It's like having a second mortgage. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's impressive. So, but it's a nice word to throw out. You and I just mentioned, oh, it's in the cloud. So if you're a potential consumer, there's no way for you to validate this even when you're talking to them because what they'll do is they'll, they'll trickle it down. They'll say, well... What we mean by the cloud is we have the availability to do this minor task mm -hmm. or this minor task or this minor task. It's not cloud-based computing where all of the data is in the cloud. Mm -hmm. That's what you're bouncing into. For instance, we, we are working with the integration of a, an ID scanner right now. And one of the biggest complications with that system or those types of systems was the, were the privacy acts and was PCI DSS because you keeping that information on location meant that there was a possibility of sustaining breach. Therefore, you had to go through a myriad of steps to encrypt and protect the information that made it hard to get to it, made it hard to work with. And everybody usually just threw their hands up and said, we don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So with ID scan, all of that data is actually cloud-based. It's kept in the cloud. It's not on site. So you don't have to worry about that aspect of PCI DSS as it pertains to the actual location. And these are the questions, though, that we don't hear the restaurant owners asking. When you say cloud, what exactly do you mean? I mean, even for some of the, the POS companies that we work very closely with today, you're still keeping a vast majority of the swipes on site in the data sets. And if you don't believe us and you're a restaurant owner, go to your POS company tomorrow and ask them if there is a database, a Microsoft SQL database on your server. 
And if there is, that's because the data is being stored there. And the data that's being stored there is not only just for menus and for the POS systems, et cetera, they're keeping a portion of the swipes as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, pay attention to that. The next thing that we, I, I do think that we should talk about is the security. Now, you mentioned the breach that was sustained by uh, one of the individuals that we actually did a lot of groundwork for in relation to talking to them about, you know, a, a new POS system, why they probably wanted to move away from the POS system that they are still using right now. And that was Aloha. Mm -hmm. And they had sustained breach. And I mean, for a, for a business owner, I don't think they fully comprehend mm -hmm. what that word means. They know it's a word that they don't want to hear. Have you ever received a letter in the mail from a company that you've done business with, whether it be a credit card company or a, a business that you're, you subscribe to where, you know, or, a, or even a, like a, a medical company or an insurance company? Where you 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 receive a letter in the mail and it says, "Oh, hey, we're reaching out to you to let you know that we've received breach." They only have to do that when the number hits five hundred. Yeah, at, uh, at least you know, yeah. it, and that's based on HIPAA compliance, right? Right. So now that for like in the medical field can cost someone millions of dollars. Well, and you know the way that they have it set up in PCI DSS garners a lot of their new regulatory aspect and legislation from HIPAA because right. it was already established. Exactly. So, yeah, in you know, when when they sustain breach, the the one thing that is mandated and this is what surprises me. <coughs> excuse me. They have to take a look normally at the entire infrastructure once breach is sustained. And what I find interesting about that particular situation is it was unlike a HIPAA-based situation where OCR sends in an investigator, they took a look at everything, and they're like, yeah, okay, they got in through this, they determined, you know, uh, forensically how the breach occurred, and they examine your network. And we know from experience that it's not really the fines that are going to demolish you. It's rebuilding your network. Right. And in this system, this, this situation, there was no rebuilding. Mm -hmm. You know, they had the breach and they moved from Pinnacle to Aloha and then they had the breach again. Mm -hmm. And so we'll talk about that just real quick here. The When we say security is based in the root, we're talking about coding. And whatever the root of a program is, it resides there for the entirety of the life of that software. So when you hear that NCR is going with version 52.5.4.1, and they have ancillary versions of that, you know, with other applications, et cetera, understand that the vulnerability in the root is still there. Mm -hmm. They can take certain steps to mitigate it but if you that's where like black hats that's what they really specialize in and it's actually a lot easier than people understand they identify those ancillary programs and they're like oh that's interesting this gives us the availability to go in here and to create this user and this password and i can establish these privileges and they may just be looking at a database but then that gives them access back into the program where they know the problem exists. The other problem is, is whenever there's a hack that results in a breach, somebody left a back door in there. Oh, yeah. 
For sure. When we were dealing with the great crypto wall, you know, problems, uh, you know, six, seven years ago, that was the biggest problem. Companies would pay. They would have their information unencrypted. Mm -hmm. And actually, it was just an encryption of the, the file extensions. And then they would turn around and they'd get hit six months later. Right. And they, it's a backdoor. Right. They're backdoor in there. So, you know, Aloha having this issue, it hasn't gone away. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trust them as far as I could bowl them. And that's, that's just coming from a guy that has watched those types of systems go down and watched people go out of business trying to rebuild them. Mm -hmm. So in relation to the hardware, though, and that's going to be a third tech point, clutch in, clutch out. Right. You know, and I know clutch, it's a, it's an old variant of the word that's because I, you know, my IT crutch is not a crutch. It's a cane, sometimes a wheelchair. Okay. <laughs> I've been in the industry a long time. I dealt with HIPAA compliance regulatory aspects for 10 years, but, you know, in the IT industry for close to 20. And one of the things that I have seen companies do is they'll sit there and they'll say, okay, we just need to make one minor change here. So we're going to change our processor this time, or we're going to affect our motherboard. Now, granted, these can have exceptional, you know, uh, remarks on the overall performance of that particular piece of uh, technology. But if you're just adding on, and you're probably doing it from a standpoint of mitigation where you're like, oh, we detected a problem with this. Uh, all we're doing is we're replacing the hardware that'll help us facilitate a function, not an improvement. And, you know, it's like Shakespeare's old line. It's sound and fury signifying nothing. And so then you start to build these systems and you and I have walked, how many times we walk into like a restaurant or even a grocery store and you look at the NCR terminals and they have tape over the area of the screen, you know, on the terminal mm -hmm. because someone has taken it apart and put it back together. Oh, yeah. So you many know? times. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're mm -hmm. like, okay. So, you know, and we see it all the time. And most of the technology that you see them working with, you're like, why does that look five years old? It's because it's usually... That old, yeah, <laughs> exactly right. No, that's exactly right. So, you know, when you look at this, one of the things that you you have to hand to a company like, let's say, hypothetically, Skytap, is that when they like redesign, they redesign. Mm -hmm. You know, they take the money that you know, very lucrative. Obviously, they take that money and they do invest it at least into that particular point of sale terminal you know it's new it's shiny it's put together well oftentimes you and i have gone to the the, the ncr side of things and i i look at it and i think i'm looking at my ncr laptop from from you know 1998 mm -hmm. you know it's gray it's not particularly well put together right you know, <laughs> and we've seen this a couple of times and then they'll turn around and this is this is our fourth point and they'll say okay we have this hard issue, a hardware issue that we need to mitigate. Let's say it's a Wi-Fi issue, just hypothetically. And they'll say, the way we do this is with software because it's going to cost us less money. We can program it and then we can deploy it and it will enhance, you know, uh, our Wi-Fi signal. Let's say hypothetically they found a, a slightly better way of compressing data in that environment. It adds a little to it. 
for a short while. But two things have happened here. Number one, you've tried to fix what is obviously a hardware issue with software and then never works. It puts you behind the gun time-wise mm-hmm. because now while other people have made the correction from a hardware standpoint, they're moving on to the next improvement. Right. You know, we see that with iPhones all the time. You know, uh, with the iPhone, uh, what was it, the iPhone 10, a lot of people complained about the about the Wi-Fi capability. And then they said, well, we improved that on, on the 11 with uh, brand new software. And there was no improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, uh, you know, why didn't you just improve the the transmitter slash receiver? You mm-hmm. know, and then they did that with the next variants that they've been working with, and problem solved. Right. So, but you see this with NCR, and and you can see it in their stack. Well, and NCR has massive connectivity problems, uh, and it starts with, like you said, the the poor engineering. Um, like NCR is a hardware company, not a software company. Right. Uh, to make matters worse, NCR has piled on interface after interface to connect even their own products and failed in doing so. And that's what happens when it's when when you're looking at the kludge in, kludge out, and you're looking at the fact that you're trying to solve hardware problems with software problems because a it's more expedient and b it costs less. Oh, but it gets gets. You know, even more interesting as we move on, folks. Awesome. <laughs> they are trying to move to the new SaaS model, and that is software as a service for right. our friends it's, that don't know. And explain that to people because I, they're, for most people, when you say that, mm-hmm. I've noticed you, you hit them with that acronym, they they get the Cocker Spaniel look. Right. No, okay. So before, whenever you bought uh, things, even like Windows, you know, you, yeah. you paid for it once. You, That's got, right. you were able to to load it onto your uh, to your piece of uh, hardware, and then that was that. You had a license, right? Boom, you done. had a license, boom. Now, um, and it, we're seeing this with Shifor Toast spot on. They've been they've been embracing this for probably almost ten years now. Um, where when you buy your hardware and you pay that initial upfront cost, you're still going to pay monthly software fees. And the idea behind that is that, you know, again, if it's a cloud-based system, then they can push out uh, bug fixes and updates, and yep. they're, they're using that money for constant uh, development and constant redevelopment. Uh, and, you know, it, it makes sense from a business model. Like, okay, this is, this is how we do this. Uh, but NCR, you know, they're so late to the game that, like, now they're trying to do this, and now they're really going to piss a lot of people off. But how do you, you know, and that's interesting that you said, it. you know, you, you're entering into this game. You want to be, this is your solution, mm-hmm. right? This is, the, this is the, the hill that you've planted your flag on. How do you do this without being able to look at the people that are even, even you know, the established board of NCR and say, okay, so how are you going to do this without AI? Crickets. Yeah. You know, <laughs> how are you going to do this without actually having a cloud-based system? more louder crickets. Right. And, you know, that's that's what's surprising to mm-hmm. me is that, you know, whoever is sitting up at the head of NCR, they're okaying this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look, you know, it, it's not about the software. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, oh, it's not about the hardware either. Oh, oh okay. It's about money. Well, and this is, uh, you know, it's just interesting to see uh, a company that was solely hardware-based for so many years uh, finally get a new CEO or CTO or CFO and decide, oh, okay, well, hey, uh, we need to jump on the bandwagon. Like, we, we need to do this. 
Uh, they're making all of these decisions again with with without the infrastructure. Right. You no know, infrastructure. It'll, it'll take them it. five or six years to put together any sort of you know comparable cloud-based point of sale system to push. I agree with you. I th- I don't know if they can afford it. That's, you know, that's and, a, but they got too many. They got too many sticks in the fire, in my opinion. You know, like exactly. if you, you do one thing, you do it well, and the, you know, and then you move on to another if you can afford it. Uh, you know, and not not just afford it, you know, financially, but like afford to to produce the product well. But you have to shift and move. You're right. right. You can't just say, oh well, put that stick over there. You know, you've got NCR with probably five or six different divisions. They have a banking division. They have a grocery retail division. They do ATMs. You know, they're they are a, like a glorified hardware company. And you know that now they're they're late to the game, but they they're moving, you know, to the to the to the business model that all the other major uh, you know monsters, as you've heard us re- refer to before, like Shift Four, Toast, and Spot On. Um, you know, this is it's either it's either you 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 go with us and you like our product and you're stuck with us for the next three years, or you you go to an, so another company that's that's trying to do the same exact thing, b- being all inclusive. They want to, uh, and we'll actually we'll we'll talk about that in just a second. But um, so it as we as we move through this, uh, there was actually a uh, a bunch of NCR Aloha resellers that filed a class action lawsuit against NCR for allegedly clawing back hosted solutions revenues, which are in their original like resellers contracts. Right. Um, NCR wants to provide their channel some dependability in the revenue streams under the new pricing model. So they want to kind of like wrap them into some of the the software fees. The SaaS. Right. Right. Okay. As you've probably already observed in this article, NCR's entire theme is to move to the SaaS pricing to help their public multiples, not to provide their customers with a better product experience. Under a SaaS model, all recurring revenues flow through NCR first. You may recall that NCR allegedly changed revenue streams, uh, shares re- the arrangement with the resellers, which spiked the, uh, you know, the class action lawsuit that we just mentioned. And a company called Midwest was one of the leading plaintiffs in the case. With BEC, Texas POS, and Midwest out of the picture, we'd wager that the lawsuit was was altogether dropped, as the smaller dealerships couldn't have, have had enough, you know, heft to to carry it much further. Um, at a minimum, a condition of the acquisition would surely have been for Midwest to drop the claim. So we're assuming that's what happened because the, the suit just kind of disappeared. Right. So NCR wants their channel to forget everything they know about payments and accept NCR's payment approach. So again, we're dealing with... Uh... Imagination. <laughs> So it's just like memory wipe. If they could facilitate it, it'd be like, look, we're just going to wipe all of your memories. This never happened. Right. So if a channel partner is loyal to NCR, they're entitled to, quote unquote, 50% of net uh, payments margins. NCR seeks to make this compelling by juxtaposing what an NCR reseller currently makes with WorldPay, NCR's preferred payment partner over the over the past few years. Right. Over a a five-year period, NCR shows... That the dealer, uh, excuse me, shows the dealer they would make them uh, almost a quarter of a million dollars more, assuming that they onboard 75 merchants to jet pay annually. So, so they're like, like, okay, we can make you all this money, but here are the benchmarks that you're going to have to Here's a stipulation. Folks, if you're an ISO out there and you're, you're boarding 75 merchants a year, good on you. There's probably only a, you know, 
maybe 20 of you out there. The size of the company that does that, yeah. And we're not, now we're not talking about, you know, an ISO that's got, you know, three or four people working for it or something of that nature. You're talking about the larger ISOs, you know, and it, like, let's say, hypothetically, a Maverick, you know, that that has, you know, the capability of reaching out and dealing with that size of business. You're not talking about the standard right. ISO. No, unless you have, you know, five or 10 agents out there, most ISOs aren't producing you know, five to 10, you know, new applications that are worth anything per, per month. Right. You know, so uh, this doesn't explain why Aloha resellers, many of whom are now in, in their own ISOs, will make substantially less money referring jet pay than they'd make selling their own payments. Right. So NCR is treating me like an agent, not a reseller. As soon as NCR does all the billing for my customer, it's no longer my customer. It's NCR's. That right. was quoted from an NCR Aloha reseller. Which, it, it, that makes sense. So resellers that have and are integrating to Aloha the old-fashioned way are worried what happens to their existing relationships. So they're things, not existing. things are going to change, and they're probably going to get a little upset. Right. Uh, many of these third parties uh, worked with resellers since it was functionally impossible to work with NCR. We've heard current terms for an NCR partnership are $10,000 in upfront fees, 30% of ongoing monthly revenues, and an 18-month approval process. 18 months. As if the market stands still for that long. Wow. Yeah. What happens now is that these resellers are owned by NCR. Will the merchants no longer get the products that they uh, re relied upon? Will the dealer stop getting any revenue share? Um, as in the case of Toast, will the merchants price for the same product uh, you know, just continue to increase because of the POS company feels that it deserves more. You know, and this has, this doesn't even touch on tech support. Right. This doesn't even touch on boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. This doesn't even touch on the fact that the person that you may have originally dealt with, you'll never see that human being again, right. nor any other human and being. And I was just telling this lovely bartender last night down at a, a place called uh, called Blend here in Pensacola. Um, she, she, we were, we were talking about shift four. They're currently using focus. Um, hopefully, uh -huh. hopefully not for long. Um, and in her biggest complaint, besides having to hand over the Ingenical Lane 3000 Which to the guy sitting have, at the bar. Which must did you fall off of the stool? I was, <laughs> I, I, I definitely had a little head cut. There was a slip there. moment there. Okay. And, uh, and I actually, I, I knew what was going on. Right. Had she done something, she could have bypassed that, but I'm not going to tell her that. Um, you know, I'll tell Matt that when I go see him on Monday. <laughs> right. No, but on the other end, I mean, come on, man. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's the lack of support that she complained about the most. Yeah. She didn't care that she had to hand this guy, you know, her $1,000 card reader so he can put in his PIN number, which she shouldn't be doing at a bar. Um, you know, she was more pissed off at the fact that on a Saturday night uh, when the system goes down at 1 o'clock in the morning that her and her manager just literally have to stand there holding each other while they're getting, <laughs> like, berated, <laughs> yeah. you know. Because people can't cash out, and I'm I'm sorry if you tell people that they can't leave, or they they can't they can't leave because you, your system won't allow them to pay. You can't drink anymore. You <laughs> you cannot hold them there. You, like they can yeah. leave. You can lose lots of money. I've seen it happen. I've been witness to it. I've been there. Uh, you know, it's uh, and and blend when it's rolling is one of those younger, uh, high volume places. You know, they'll run three bartenders behind that bar. You know, with their own backs, and I mean, they're slinging some, mm -hmm. they're slinging some juice, and I can't even imagine. You can't walk in that place when it's hopping. No. And if it were to go down, oh, 
the chaos. Because not only that, you exit into another restaurant and another bar. Well, and then and then you're you're dealing with people who are intoxicated. Oh yeah. So it just makes matters even worse. Um, and uh, yeah, that that can cause some serious issues for any business. Uh, but we do feel horribly for NCR's channel partners um, as they're going through this turmoil. Fortunately for uh, NCR's largest, more performant resellers, they've probably picked up competitive POS products over the past th- two to three years. Well, and just to y- stay you would you would hope that you're dealing with the gentleman from Colorado right now that you've been talking to for months. Mm-hmm. And this is this we see this in effect, but I mean he hasn't even made a decision yet. Right. And yeah, and he's you know, he's between uh this company and another company, uh and he's actually a spot on salesman. See, and that's just it. How many with the, even NCR, how many ISOs though out there, they're stuck in that position. Right. They're small and shifting that entire corporate dynamic. And they're like, okay, what's really killing me here? Well, what's really killing you there is that you're not agnostic. Right. And so now whenever you're dealing with, uh, you know, as a, as a reseller or, a, or what they call an agent now, it's kind of what they're trying Ooh. to move everything to. Everybody's an agent, Everybody's 007 an style. Agent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just know he failed basic training. All right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it, this is this is an issue that that we're seeing uh, on on most of the point of sale system companies. They're 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 moving to this model. They want everything to stay in house. Uh, they don't want their resellers selling anything else. Uh, you know, conflicting interests and whatnot. Uh, and they're just making it more and more difficult for ISOs like us to, and, to maintain. Yeah, and th- what will happen, I think you you actually brought this up, um, in, in five, ten years' time, whenever everyone's stuck in a contract with either Toast, Spot On, or Shift, Shift 4, 4 or, or NCR Aloha, um, they're going to be, they're going to, they're going to be looking around saying, oh, hey, Hey, where, where are those ISOs? Where are the ISOs? Where are yeah. Those, where are those agnostic ISOs? Going? Yeah. I want I want to be able to move. And we're not going to be in business anymore. It'll be like, we'll be standing there going, yeah, NCR came in or, or Shift 4 came in and bought our ledger and we're done. Yeah. You know, and, we, can, you we, know. we couldn't even begin to compete with. And this is the funny thing. And I'll just call it out the way I see it. We couldn't compete with your stupidity. Yeah. You know, Thomas from Order Counter, one of the favorite things I love that guy will say all the time, why would you sign that contract? Well, And, and the, he's right. And we're, we're talking about uh, the company that we mentioned first uh, here in Pensacola oh, that, has, that does the, you know, $150 million annually uh, and just in credit card volume. Um, their lovely accountant uh, decided to sign a contract with uh, Shift4 at one of their beach locations, and it will cost them $3.5 million to break the contract. Yeah, and the new POS company that they the are fact, moving towards. Oh, and the fact that she still has her job. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's just mind-boggling. Uh, but they also, you know, they have, it's her and a 90-year-old man that started the company that are making decisions. Um, you know, Which, you know, grief enough, but on the other end of the spectrum, if you're that if you're that person that's, that's making the decision... We even tried to help them against our business center. We mentioned this on another podcast where we mm-hmm. went out and we're like, hey, you don't even have to select us. Fine. We're going to give you the breakdown. You handed it off to me. I did the deep dive and I'm like, this is what this company is. It's used equipment and they're going to try and refurbish your Aloha system. And then we even found out that it was internal. Well, and now one we, of their IT department guys was doing it. Now we know that. Uh, whoever's working in their IT department works directly for NCR. 
That's because right. Because they, you know, they they're they're keeping it in house. They're keeping it internal. There's no way that uh, Chase Payment Tech is going to continue to keep that business because NCR is going to force them into a uh, you know a connected payments that contract. You'll have to go there, yeah. and then if not, all of the equipment in every one of your restaurants, one day it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You know, and it's something that we didn't even mention on the security standpoint and on the software hardware standpoint. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that these POS systems are a piece of software that resides on top of an operating system. Mm -hmm. Okay. If that operating system is not updated correctly or cannot facilitate updates like security updates from, say, oh, I don't know, Microsoft, the POS system will stop working. And with poor technical support, how many times have we seen a security update from Microsoft get issued that completely comes up the works? Uh, just about once a month. Yeah. And so you got to <laughs> dial it back and, you know. But at the same time, we say that <coughs> and the companies that we deal with, they're they're able to to jump in and make the corrections you know, well, almost yeah. immediately. Because they have wonderful tech support. Right. If you have that issue with Shift 4, what happens? You're on the phone for three hours. And you may not even get it fixed. No, and if it's if it's after five p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because they are located out of Philly, uh, then uh, then yeah, you're getting a, a a tier one bottom individual who's probably you know in India uh, reading a script, and they're going to ask you to help facilitate the fix, yes. the mitigation. Mm-hmm. Where and you know you're going to be sitting there in classic Bill Burr style, going, "I didn't realize that I worked for Shift Four. Mm-hmm. I I didn't get a shirt." What happened? And then their thing is, uh, like, they're tier one people, and I know this for a fact because I used to sell Shift Four. Um, they they love to like if they can't figure it out, they blame it on your network. Yeah. Go, oh, that's a you problem. That's a you problem. Contact your network. We've provider. actually found that even with other companies, and we we we've seen you know that you know like a tech support guy that we know migrate from one company to another company. Right. And once you brought me on, we would be talking to him, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's a network problem." And I'd get on the phone, and I'd be like, "Look, Slim, it's not a network problem. I'm the CTO of the company. It's not a network problem." Funny though that you mention that because that's what you told us last time. From another company. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, do your due diligence and your job. You know, now granted, there's a reason they're tier ones. Exactly. But even then, that's what that POS company is pushing forward to you. This is what we think of your business and your time and your money. It's not valuable enough because of the massive strings that we hold on to to improve this process for you and what they what they want to do is they want to keep it all internal like they don't want to have anybody like me and mike out uh doing our thing for ourselves they either want us working directly for the company or they want to ship the product directly to the business owner and have him figure it out and basically sit on the phone with a tech support guy while he walks him through you know where you plug this into how you do this you know they want it to be all 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 done via telephone and you want to, we've seen this happen. You want to invalidate all of the licensing on your POS system, any warranty, and cost yourself money. Go ahead and bring in a third party IT tech to fix something. Mm-hmm. They'll shut you off so fast, your head will spin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't like we, other people coming around. Yeah, we've actually seen that with with uh, with a group of people that try, were having problems with Toast. Mm-hmm. And they're like, huh. Then I went out to a third-party IT company, and they came in and tried to fix things, and then Toast found out, no more license. Mm-hmm. Boom, it was just that fast. Yep. 
And that's actually a company that uh, is based out of Biloxi, Mississippi. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they, uh, they, they have had many of it. They're an IT company. Yeah. And they call us because they're like, you know, we hate dealing with toast. Who, you know, we need something that we can push to our customers because they're also getting frustrated with toast. And that's how that's how we met. Now, I I definitely agree with the fact that five years down the road, if things don't change, the merchants have got to wake up mm -hmm. and understand that you know if you think your percentages are bad now, mm -hmm. if you hypothetically you're sitting in a position where your credit card processing fees are, let's say just hypothetically fifteen thousand dollars, in five years it's going to be a minimum of twenty two, maybe twenty five. Well, in, in five years, everything will be on the cash discount program, which we won't be calling it the cash discount program or even the non-cash adjustment because <laughs> we will probably not have a physical currency. You know, it will probably become all digitized and then everything will be a surcharge. So, and, and the bad thing is for, for the merchants, uh, their their software fees are just going to continue to climb. Yep. So they're going to replace payment processing fees with just monthly software fees. Well, I mean, we saw when the when the Oracle and Adobe proprietary wars, you know, as as you know, IT community refers to it, uh, occurred back in like 2016, 2017, when Adobe was like, you know, we need to separate ourselves from several companies, you know, and the other thing that we need to do is we need to rein in our licensing, because the way that we produce our licensing, too many people can grab hold of it and then you just start dispersing it, and you know, we're we're really getting hammered on the revenue side of it. Mm -hmm. They move to what? Now, if you want anything from Adobe, I know I pay them a ridiculous amount of money every month because I use a multitude of their products for us here at, at RL Technologies and at Chef's Abacus. And so what do I do? I pay Adobe. If you don't think that operational fees for like even your OS, imagine this. You're going to come into a situation where the company is uh, the company you're dealing with for your POS is going to eventually, and this is going to happen within the next five to ten years, is going to have to roll in to their prices that they're charging to you, the prices that Windows is charging to them for mm -hmm. maintaining their OS right. monthly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where that's going. That's why I say like it's going to continue to get more expensive for the for the merchant, and it's going to get more expensive for the customer. You know, yeah, it trickles down, and you know, like I so said, the 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 surcharging. Um, I think the the way to that that'll be mitigated with the you know the fifteen to to you know the monthly volume going up uh, will be to push it onto the customer. Right, it's not gonna you know not every place is gonna do it immediately, but as soon as Walmart, Target, Publix, major retailers, all of these major right. retailers start doing it, it's free game. You know, and what's interesting about that is that we. You know, we we forewarned our listeners and said, look, this is what's coming down the pike. It's no different than automation. It's no different than any of the other things that we talk about, kind of the little bit of a gloom and doom passion. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that without merchant concerns like they used to have back in the 40s and the 50s, you know, where you could get a group of merchants together and you could say, all right, stop. We're not dealing with this anymore. The merchant doesn't. The merchant no longer has that power. Right. The only way that you can affect it, though, is by giving somebody else your business. It's mm -hmm. all it is. And you may like that little sky tab emblem on there, but what is it costing you in technical support, in efficiency, in functionality, and just monetarily? What have you been told you will do? 
-hmm. How is it that so many business owners in this country, especially in the restaurant industry, will consistently just sign their names on the dotted line when being told you will do this and you don't have any options for anything? How is that possible? It's 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 become, I don't know, like more talked about, but for so many years it wasn't. And it just kind of like slid under the radar for so many years. And business owners that were in business that have dealt, dealt with it, they knew. But I mean, rarely does a new business owner talk to an old business owner and that comes in conversation. Right. You know, there's usually a, mil a multitude of things that they're worried about. And it's not till their third or fourth month where they're looking at their statement and they're going, why am I paying 7,000 bucks a month for this company like what, what is this just that's, that's the, when they yeah. start looking at it they're like oh shoot why did i why did i sign that and what yeah. they realize is that they're just paying it you know it whether it's your processing you know like okay so f for being gifted the glory of being able to accept a you know mastercard or visa i have to pay you for that well, honor and, and that what, privilege and what they're you know their go-to is oh well you know we we do have an alternate program where you can charge the fee to the customer uh you know you can't charge over four percent they don't suggest going under 1.5%. Right. But that's how you offset those costs. And, and so now you're having to, you know, we we know one, mm -hmm. Doug Mitchell, ardently against this entire process because he doesn't want to hurt his customer. Right. Problem is, is kicking and screaming. He's going to be dragged into a system where you don't have a choice anymore. Right. Yeah, you, no, he's, they, they will probably be one of the last ones to do it. Um, and uh, and and we applaud that, but right. on the other end of the spectrum, you start you have to start looking at the bottom line. Right. You know, we we have another uh, pandemic shutdown or anything like that. We have any kind of hiccup then, to our economy. Yeah. Yeah. You, I can guarantee you. You know, we didn't think CDs would happen as quickly as they did. Look how quickly CDs came and went. You know, that's that's how quickly this is going to pass, and people, and, you know, we we will forget that we ever even had the option to 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 offset that fee with cash. Well, it's like the net neutrality legislation. It's like the cap legislation. Mm -hmm. You know, we're sitting there in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. You got friends up in Canada, like I like I do, and I'm seeing them online every every you know day, every week, every month. And then they start to disappear. It was, you know, it was like a M. Night Shyamalan movie. You know, we wanted to send, you know, St. Bernard's with routers and keyboards up to Canada to see what happened to these people. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, yeah, the, the cap fees. We didn't pay attention to the legislation up here and the cap fees are killing us. We're getting less and less internet and we have to pay more and more for it. Mm -hmm. And we have the same piece of legislation moving through in 2011. I'm screaming like a naked guy covered in Vaseline with sparklers all over my body. No one's listening to me. Literally no one. I actually got into a debate with a friend of mine that was, uh, uh, he had a doctorate in anthropology and was working at a GameStop. Never figured that one out. <laughs> but we, we got in, in, into a debate about it one day, and I was like, if you don't pay attention and we don't you know sign the petitions to stop this, you're going to be dealing with internet fees that you know are in the range of 170 bucks, and you're not you're going to barely get a terabyte for it. Right. Boom, we're here now. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to get worse. Yeah. You know, so pay attention to this now, ladies and gentlemen, because you'll be sitting here in five years wondering where your life raft is. And we're going to be on an island. Like, you beached us long ago. We can't help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Well, we're going to go back to hammer and chisel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, you know. You know. So. But be careful out here in these uh, these murky waters that that are the, the merchant services and the, the POS system industry. 
Um, you know, if you're if you're an ISO or a merchant that's looking at uh, Aloha or that currently is trying to look away from Aloha, uh, you know, contact us today if uh, if you're interested in in knowing more or have have questions about point of sale systems that we haven't managed, uh, mentioned that uh, you know uh, like Robert, uh, our, to- our friend down in uh, Colorado from Taurus right. POS, and, and shout and, out to Robert. Yeah, Hope we, everything is going well for you there yeah, in uh, the yeah. Mile High City. He's in Denver, right? Right. right. Yeah. Uh, we we love hearing from from other ISOs, um, or if you're interested in, uh, in in becoming an agent with us, you know, come come talk to us. You know what's uh, you know a, a reminder to all of our merchants, etc. Even the ones that that currently do business, we love to hear from people, and the reason for that is that it reminds us that we're communicating. Mm-hmm. Communication is key, and and what surprises us sometimes, you and I have talked about this, in a day of emails, SMS, instant messaging, a million different ways, a million different apps to communicate with each other, we rarely hear about things on time and in a timely fashion where we can actually fix them. Mm-hmm. Communicate with us, talk with us, talk with each other for God's sakes, you know, talk to the other bar owners, the other restaurant owners, you know, it's one of the reasons why when we talked about doing a podcast, this is what we came down on. Yep. And, uh, you know, these are, like I said, we we're we're out here with our, our ear to the ground and our, and our, our eyes wide open. Uh, listening to those complaints and those concerns and fears. Yep, trying to fix fix what we can. Now, again, um, it, it, we're moving into the holiday season, right? Uh, take your time, ladies and gentlemen. Be pleasant. Be, be nice. Remember that your favorite restaurant and or bar, possibly, they got gift cards. Yeah. You yeah. know? So if you happen to spend a lot of time there and maybe you want other people to spend a lot of time there, go out there and patronize these people, mm-hmm. buy gift cards, you know, uh, give them out as gifts. Enjoy the holiday season, ladies and gentlemen, and make sure that, you know, you tip your waitresses. You know? Yeah, yeah, buy local, shop local. Yeah, you yeah. know, and take care of the small business people out there, the small, the, the merchants mm-hmm. that are actually out there. So I think, you know, we had an excellent return on, on Thanksgiving, et cetera. Most of the customers that we have had a fantastic Thanksgiving. So, you know, we just, we hope that can continues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and maybe reach out to us and tell us what your holidays were like. We'd yeah. love to hear about it. Yeah. How'd you cook your turkey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to brine this year? You know, and, and, oh, reach out to us and tell us, how are you going to prepare your ham? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the next one. Yeah. Most people are doing that. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, you can find us at uh, Business Time at Chef's Abacus at www.rltechfl.com. You can email us at info at rltechfl.com. And our Facebook page is at facebook.com forward slash rltechnologies180. Yeah, and if uh, if you're located in the Pensacola area, uh-huh. uh, we got a little Easter egg out there for you. We are, we're advertising with one of our local customers with uh, Business Time. So if, uh, if you see us out there, uh, take a picture. Post it on our, uh, on our Facebook. That's right. That'll yeah. be outstanding. Yeah. Or even message us on Spotify. Right. So. Yeah. We, we, we may give you a shout out. Shoot, we may, we may send you something. Yeah. The, the, always a possibility. Yeah. Gift <laughs> cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, but for RL Technologies and for Chef's Abacus, Mr. Lawrence, has been a pleasure. Absolutely. Look forward to next week. And everyone else, enjoy your business time.